0: From Radio Row, it's Sports Talk with Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Bradas. Sports Talk is getting you ready for the big game. Presented by RISE Federal Credit Union. Also brought to you in part by Technomark El Paso. Expert HVAC and refrigeration. Pelican Steak and Seafood. Synergy Temperature Control. Burger Bros. Oscar Arrieta Agency. Moramia Barrio Kitchen and Drinks. Border Pallets. Chick-fil-A Airway and Cielo Vista, El Perro Grande Tequila, New Start Homes, and Papa Eric's Burgers. Now let's go live to Radio Row in Phoenix and join Steve Kablowitz and Adrian Bradas.
1: Welcome to Sports Talk, everybody. As we kick it off here at Radio Row, along with Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. we got so much for the next two and a half hours to talk about, but Adrian, we get to start it off with one of our old friends, and he's got a friend with him as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love this, because when we get a chance to talk sports with Rash Markazi, it's always a great time, but now we get a chance to talk some sandwiches and sports, which
1: I love, Steve. Yep, yeah, that's right. Ike from Ike's love and Sandwiches is here, and the reason is he named a sandwich after Arash. Ike, welcome to the show. <laughs> (laughs) the first time
3: oh hey thanks so much for having me
1: the fact that you named the sandwich after the man in
3: front of us right now
1: this is a big deal isn't it
3: yeah it's a very big deal for him i know it's one of the highlights of his career i agree but the sandwich is so delicious too so that's the best part of the sandwich
1: before we get to Arash, because he's gonna have a lot to talk about with the game and everything tell me about the shop when you started and how it's really grown
3: well it started 2007 in 2007 on Halloween in San Francisco about 15 years ago and it didn't sell a single thing on the first day. And now flash forward 15 plus years and we're just about at 100 locations in 6 states and just mightily grown through great collaborations like the ones we, we did with Garage. What made you decide to get into the sandwich business in the first place? The number one reason is I love to eat. So <laughs> I figured if I can eat, and uh, prior to that, like three years ago, before that, I was homeless. And so I figured if I start uh, my own business, if it all goes bad, and I had a restaurant, at least I won't be starving. <laughs> so I was like, I get food wholesale wholesalers. Like, part of the whole plan is let me find what I love to do, which is feed people, and then the benefit was I could also just eat at my own place until I could afford to eat somewhere else. That's phenomenal. Now, how many different people like, have you named sandwiches after? Oh, it's over a hundred. We got Steph Curry, obviously we got Arash, Ryan Bader, who was here earlier, Austin Eckler, who was here earlier, Steph Curry, I think I already said that, Jim Rome, who's here. Right. We've got so many that we've done uh, sports and like Robin Williams has one, Halsey has done one, uh, Adam Richman from Man Vs. Food. So we've got a lot, whether it's sports celebrities or, or Hollywood celebrities. That's great. Now, have you done a
1: Larry David
3: sandwich? Because there was an episode on Curb Your Enthusiasm It he was very upset about having a fish sandwich named after him. Oh, I love that episode. So we do have a Ted Danson sandwich, which is an exact replica of the sandwich from there. I uh, just watched the episode, obviously, and I just did that. And then I decided, well, we can't have that you know, crappy sandwich be Larry David's. So I did make a Larry David sandwich, not with them, not in collaboration, but it's actually a freaking good version of a tuna sandwich. (laughs) It's tuna, artichoke hearts, Caesar dressing, and cheese. So it's like a... Caesar. It is actually delicious. So, get a Larry David at Ike's. It will he won't want to trade a sandwich.
2: <laughs> so, I want to ask, we we got to talk Lakers. Yes. Uh, this is this is the past 24 hours has been actually the last 72 hours has been really a roller coaster. Yeah. How do you wrap your head around all this, especially with now kind of hearing that there's a little bit of a turmoil, well, uh, not not a surprise, but there's tur- turmoil after yeah. Russell Westbrook leaving. Well, listen, I
4: I think when you look at that trade, the addition is the subtraction. I just think it was a bad marriage. It was a bad fit so now when people go to work and if you're around people who don't want to be there it's a tough situation i think now when they have their next game i think everyone there is going to want to be there and you can't put a a a actual number besides that people will say well this guy like average this many points if you have a guy who doesn't want to be there and there were multiple guys to be honest thomas bryant requested to be traded didn't want to be there at the end that's huge. So I'm not saying that this is a championship team. I really do believe this is a playoff team. Not the goal, if you're a fan of the Lakers, but that really tells me, okay, they're headed in the right direction right now.
2: I don't understand why they thought the roster construction of a lot of personalities like yeah. Russell Westbrook, but even like Patrick Beverly, who gets dealt from Obamba today, yeah. and, and seemingly a, a, a you know ride-off trade, but yeah. still they made a big deal about that trade when this, before the season even started. So it's just kind of interesting how that roster construction built up, and now they're just tearing it apart. Yeah,
4: I mean, I think Rob Palinka had to admit that was a poorly constructed team. It was very clear at the beginning of the season was not constructed properly. You go to a year ago, we said it was a poorly constructed the team half the team is not playing in the league i mean that's a really bad indictment of the of of the team and it's a shame why because lebron is having an amazing season and anthony davis if if he's healthy is playing well but if you're just surrounding them with guys who are on you know one-year deals will be out of the league in a, a year that's a, a bad spot so i do like the trade that they made these are all guys who are going to be in the league long term what does it mean to have LeBron now as the all-time career leading scorer? It's huge, you know, but, but it's a great moment for LeBron, it's a great moment for the league, it's historic for the Lakers and their fans, it's still a unique relationship, right? Because he scored 60% of his points in Cleveland, 21% with the Heat, 19 with the Lakers and his high watermark, you know, time when he won the championship, you know, there were no fans there. He didn't get his parade. So this was a cool moment for him where Kareem passed the torch to him and and um Listen, I hope he has a, a deep playoff run with fans. I think he was robbed of that, by the way. I, I don't th- think that that title gets enough due, right? Because when, when the pandemic hit and they got shut down, that last weekend, they, they beat Milwaukee. They beat the Clippers. They were the best team in the league. They were right about ready to take off, and then everything gets sh- shut down. So I'm open for him, but before he leaves, he has, if it's not a championship run, a conference championship run. Now, Raj, you said before he leaves.
1: Do you think? he eventually goes to another franchise, or will he retire a Laker?
4: I think when he made the comment that he would like to retire playing as a teammate, not against, and I thought that was a big key point, playing with his son... I really do believe he's going to want that that one last season. And as crazy as that sounds, because I think LeBron generally likes to control where he goes, I could see him going to to the Kings or the Jazz or whatever. For whatever reason, they probably have talked about it. I want to be your teammate. I want to be the vet that takes over you as the rook, you know? So it's a weird dynamic where he effectively saying, my last year will be as a teammate of my son.
1: Ash Markazi, Ike from Ike's Love and Sandwiches here with us as well as we continue from Radio Row. What does this mean to you, being a part of this, seeing everybody here? It's not your first Radio Row. Talk a little bit about what
4: this week-long pageantry is like. It's great, you know, because when I first started doing my show, it was Tampa. And I said, well, let me just go see what's... I mean, I took a picture of it. There was nobody there, and I got it. It was like the height of the pandemic. A year ago in Los Angeles... It was coming back. I talked to my good friend, Ike. He has locations in Los Angeles, Phoenix, next year in Las Vegas. Um, and I said, let's just have fun. That's what it's supposed to be. And it's good to catch up with people. We're talking for the first time in person. It's so great I've been talking to you guys over the years. I think it's, it's a great time because the game is on Sunday. We, we, we all know that. But it's a great weekend, week to kind of catch up with folks. And you have not seen, in, for me, two-plus years. How do you like the matchup into Sunday? Listen, I think it comes down to the line of scrimmage. Philadelphia is the far superior team. My friend Dyke is a San Francisco 49ers fan. I think he saw firsthand. It's a tough matchup, the defensive line, the offensive line. I I actually don't think the game will be as close as people think. I like Philadelphia. I like them by at least
3: maybe two touchdowns. Yeah. Ike, you were so close, one game away, one game. <laughs> uh, two years in a row, as well. Like that one That's dropped right. interception last year, and then uh, you know a couple of a lot of quarterbacks getting injured this year. So I'm I'm kind of uh, on the fence. Like I feel like the Niners are so close, yet so far away. And then now being here in in Phoenix, watching Philly fans. Yeah all over like all, all the ikes and everything and i want to love and give everybody sandwiches too so i'm kind of conflicted there um as far as the game goes i hope it's competitive i kind of saw after super sunday like the niners game in philly would not competitive uh, after what like the second half and then kansas city and Bengals. even though that was a great game i, I saw a lot of calls and i don't i don't really care about Bengals or chiefs or at all but I saw a lot of calls that kind of flip the game, and, and here we are, and I don't actually know what's going to happen. Is the call going to break or make it, the games or not?
4: Yeah, That's true. Um, let's talk about the sandwich. All right.
3: Yes. What exactly
1: is on uh, the Arash sandwich? So
4: it's a fried chicken, purple slaw, wasabi, mayo, cheddar cheese on Dutch crunch. That's really a key. I think they they, they, they say what kind of bread you want. It's, it's really, they really shouldn't ask that. It's Dutch right. crunch. That's what makes it a, a great <laughs> sandwich. Um so we sat down and really kind of thought about it, and, and, and the great thing, but maybe not the best thing, when you're trying to create a sandwich, all the sandwiches are kind of already made, so you got to get creative, and so I was sitting there with Ike, I was like, I like fried chicken, I like, you know, slaw, like. and so we sat there, we tried a, a bunch of sandwiches, a hard job, but someone has to do it, and we settled on this, I, I said, this has a chance, Ike, and he agreed, and there you go, and it's the number 500, sports related, Daytona 500, the Indianapolis 500, things like that. Sounds
3: like a winner, Ike, we- got to try this sandwich, this Dutch Crunch. Oh, what ready. is the Dutch Crunch? So the Dutch Crunch, and I didn't know that people didn't know what it was, because I grew <laughs> up in the Bay Area, I grew up in San Francisco, where it's a staple, but apparently outside of the Dutch and the Bay Area, it wasn't a thing. And it's basically, it's a fancy French bread roll. It's a soft roll with a rice flour, sugar, uh, paste, rice uh, crust on top, and it's basically crispy on the outside and a soft French bread on the inside. Adrian, what a way for us to start. Oh, I know. I can't <laughs> wait.
2: I, uh, I, I got to ask you, when it comes to the L.A. market, you say you have a lot of stores there. It, out of 10 people you talk to, how many of those 10 people are Niner
3: fans? Oh, in L.A.? Yeah. Well, so okay, now, maybe the last couple of years, people are, are pretending, like, my, I have a cousin who grew up in the Bay Area, and then all of a sudden LA gets a team, two teams, and he's like, oh, I'm Chargers and Rams all day. I'm like, get out of here, you barely... <laughs> like, Unless you were there 20 years ago, Like, I feel like that most of the fans have either gravitated towards the Chargers, which, you know, hopefully, but usually the Niners, because they've been so, uh, like, they've been so iconic. I, I remember growing up, and I had Joe Montana and Steve Young as the quarterbacks. Like, I didn't know as a kid, like, wow, I was spoiled, because now yeah. these days, like teams are lucky if they even get one of those guys, let alone back-to-back. And then even they had Jeff Garcia after that, so it was still some high-level quarterback play. But I'd say, out of 10 people, like 8 of them are actually 49ers fans, yeah. if they're telling the truth, right?
4: True. Yeah, because you think I mean, people forget, we didn't have a team for 21 years. And I think if you don't have a team, you gravitate towards the team that reminds you of your team. 49ers, they had like a showtime on the field with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Steve Young as well. So I got I mean, there's a lot of younger uh, sports fans in Los Angeles, and people are confused. Like, how are you a Dodgers fan and a San Francisco 49ers fan? We didn't have pro football, folks, and I don't know what to tell you. And then when you're 20-plus years old, it's weird to just not root for the team you've cheered for your entire life. So I totally get that. That's pretty good. When people are looking for you, Raj, how can they find you now? TheSportingTribune.com. We started a new website, platform. We're on the air. We have stories. we got journalists in Southern California, Las Vegas, Hawaii. Put that footprint down because that's where these regional sports networks are. They love the Lakers. They love the Dodgers. They love like sandwiches as well. So this is Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii.
1: You know, Ike. El Pasoans are going to be wanting this. All they're right, going to 100%. hear this, and now they're going—they're going to want Ikes to I arrive in El Paso.
3: <laughs> oh, I would love to be in El Paso. And if you hear the reviews and you want to go, we're not too far—Houston, Austin, Phoenix. Come, we'll. Feed you no matter what. But well, El Paso, hopefully one day, and hopefully one day, real soon.
1: Looking forward to it, gentlemen. Thanks so thank much for being so a much. part of the show, and I uh, look forward to running into you again down the road. Thank you so much.
5: Yeah, thank thank you.
1: you. You got it. That's <laughs> a Arash i Yes, we are going to eat, and we are going to eat the Arash sandwich. Is it called the Arash or the Arash Markazi? What is it? the Arash Markazi
4: sandwich? And so, listen, the n- number five hundred. You just go up there, and you can order it at every location. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, number
1: five hundred. We'll do that. Then we're going to go to Charlie one. Let's get a traffic update.
6: 600 ESPN El Paso dot com.
1: 20 past the hour as we continue. Sports Talk Live from Radio Row along with Adrian Broadus, Steve Kaplow. It's with you right now here in Phoenix, Arizona. Excited about uh, today's show. Excited about our next guests. They got a brand new podcast out called Win the Weekend. And uh, these are two great names uh, in sports because... Uh, if you follow uh, football and uh, baseball, you know the names, uh, especially uh, Josh Booty, Coach Noel Mazzoni, both with us right now, gentlemen. Welcome aboard! Great to
7: have you on in El Paso. How are you? Today? Awesome, man! This is always fun, Radio Row. We get to I get coach here for the first time first ever, and he's loving it. He's always been on the other side, you know. Yeah. He's been coaching big games, but to see this side of it, he loves it. And we're we're having a lot of fun with our podcast. We can't wait to really blow this thing up, and we're having fun. Thanks for having us. You yeah,
1: bet. Hey, thanks for being here. Tell us about the podcast. Let's start off with that, and let's hear what what, what, yeah, what I the mean, we, all about.
8: Obviously,
6: I'm the brains, and he's the good looks. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's not it.
7: <laughs> no, you, you know, he's got the coach's perspective. 25 years of coaching power five schools, NFL yep. offensive coordinator. Really, one of the first ever guys to 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 implement the RPO and all kinds of different things. And has coached some great, great players from Philip Rivers you mean, you to mean Chris Collinsworth
6: didn't invent the RPO. No, <laughs> okay, no, he he
7: did not. And uh, you know, then I've got a little bit of a player's perspective. Sure. Dual sports and and we've got relationships, you know, all over. It's it's good to come to a place like this because you rekindle some of those friendships and you know things. And being on shows like this all across America, it's it's pretty awesome. And then we're just going to try to put that into play. You know, with. With a coaching player perspective, so with all the stories. It,
6: basically, Josh and I would sit around the bar, have a beer, <laughs> smoke, and tell stories. And pretty yeah. soon, there was all everybody was sitting around. We're telling stories about when he was in, I mean, minor league baseball. That's right. Major league baseball, NFL. The guys he knows was unbelievable, right? And then the coaches after so many years of relationships, I, I have created and players like the guy sitting right there, Tuton, played for me at Ole Miss, all right, uh, as an offensive lineman. So um, it's been a lot of fun. We're excited.
1: It's, and you've got uh, a lot of El Paso history, Coach, because yes. you started out in coaching at New Mexico back played. in the, in the WAC days. That's right. And yes. then you ended up also coaching
6: Colorado State over the years, right? My first job, Colorado State, Leon Fuller. Wow. Sonny Lubick was the offensive coordinator. I threw to a receiver, you remember this name, Preston oh, yeah. Denard, mm-hmm. right, oh, yeah. New Mexico. So um, I got to see Urlacher because he's probably the only other Lobo in here. That's
1: true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, 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 and you're right about that.
6: And Brian's here somewhere. Did you grow up in New Mexico, Coach? Grew up in Raton, New Mexico. Did you really? Yes, which is about four miles from being in Colorado. Wow. You yeah. could be
1: the most famous football guy from Raton.
9: Oh, I am the most Without famous. a doubt. Uh, oh, I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without,
1: yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Without <laughs> yeah, a doubt. You have a street named after you over yeah. there? No. <laughs> two this, two this, streets. Honestly, the statue
6: isn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> All right?
1: Uh, meanwhile, Josh, uh, I feel like it was just yesterday you were playing pro ball. That's the crazy thing. Time flies. It does. And it wasn't that long ago you were with the Marlins. You were one of the top prospects in the game. And then you transitioned into football, back to football, because you were one of those rare dual sport athletes who could have chosen both
7: baseball or football right out of high school. Yeah, my dad was a football coach. I enjoyed playing baseball, but I've got two other brothers i've got three brothers two of them also played in the sec and one at usc Mm -hmm. so my you know we're a football family really uh when it got down to it i did the baseball deal because i got drafted super high in the first round in 1994 and i couldn't i didn't want to walk away from that type of opportunity to be honest with you and i knew that i always wanted to play football i couldn't wait till maybe i could one day and then Wayne Huizinga ended up selling the team to John Henry when the Marlins won the World Series in 97. I was on that team. I got called up from AA. Long story short... I was going to go to AAA to start the 99 season because I'd had an injury, and Henry had bought the team from Hyzinga. I went to Henry and go, I've got a brother at LSU. He's a starting wide receiver. He's a freshman. I want to go back and play a year with him just to see what's going to happen instead of play AAA ball. He goes, you pay a certain amount of money back, and you can do that. So yeah. he was going to let me out of my contract. I went back to LSU. Donardo was there in 99. We had a bad year. He was our head coach. Lou Tepper. Yeah, Lou Tepper was the defensive coordinator, and and God bless Lou. He's the greatest guy in the world. But we didn't have a good defense or offense that year. And then here comes uh, Nick Saban and hired Jimbo Fisher, and you know the 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 LSU juggernaut of you know of, of I guess the last twenty years yeah. uh, in terms of being a good program started. And I was there, you know, to to do that with Saban. What came easier to you, Josh? Uh, in your opinion, football or baseball? Um. Oh, that's a great question. I don't even know. That's a great. Both question. of them were tough. I mean, uh, you know, I think. I think. Wait, wait. I think you're... football growing up, just making plays in the backyard type stuff. Sure. Baseball was always a little bit more difficult. You know, it's baseball is, is it's hard to to hit ninety mile an hour fastballs and curveballs and break. Is it, it harder
6: of... to make it in a MLB or the NFL?
7: Uh well that's major, a great question coach. You got to nice. go through the levels, you know, and there's like, so many Hey, teams. I'm glad you came to our, our show today. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I think I think trying to make the big leagues is tougher because of the road that you have to take. In yeah. college football, you go can go direct, you know, but like I went out of high school, you if you're going out of high school to play in the NFL, you can't do it. You got to go to college for 3 years. So it's the same type of scenario. It's just When you're on your own... On the road is a 19-year-old playing minor league games and bussing and all that. That's the difficult part. Were you named after Josh Gibson because you are Joshua Gibson. Yeah, I love Gibson that you booted. asked that. Not many people know that. Uh, my mom's maiden oh. name is Gibson. Okay. So it just oh happened to be. But but a lot of people on the baseball side had, had asked. That's yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Because if and, I've, and I've done some research on him. He was one unbelievable player. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's exactly how you describe it.
2: Coach, I want to ask you specifically about the 2000. For a team with NC State and what it was like to deal with somebody like Phillip
6: Rivers. Uh,
2: How many bad words did you hear him say?
7: (laughs) None.
6: Just against Georgia Tech, I think. Uh, (laughs) We were playing at Georgia Tech. It was on a four-yard line. I called a bootleg on third down. Uh, He rolls out to his left. The guy's open. He throws a dime. The guy drops in the back, and he came running off the field saying that was the yeah. worst play call I've ever had, right? Wow. Um, but I'm a, I'll take give you a quick uh, – I only coached him one year, right? Norm Shaw had him. Uh, Mike Canales had Mike him? Mike Canales had him. And I was lucky enough to, to show up there and get him for his senior year. Uh, I, I mean, one of, still my all-time favorite. He is exactly what you see, ultra-competitive, nicest guy. Tiffany, the family, the whole deal. Um, but when I was at Auburn – Right. Um, I went to recruit because Steve, his dad, is a high school coach in Athens. Right. So me and Tommy Tuberville jump in a plane. We fly out. And he's got to watch his quarterback, Phil Rivers, in high school. So I go to I go We're sitting and watch him in the stands. He's playing free safety. He's playing quarterback and all this. So we're watch him. Good athlete. Not real fast. A little awkward. You know all that stuff. We watch him and and we and Tom Tubbs says we think I says well, I think we need to offer the guy. Uh, so we go in the office. All right. I uh, sit down with Steve and Philip, and Tom Tubbs says, We'd like to offer you. Coach, we want to offer uh, Philip, uh, but we're going to offer you as a tight end. <laughs> Again, he probably great evaluation him. by me, right? All right? He said, I think I'll go play quarterback, and I think it worked out all right for him. Yeah. You think so? Huh? Not well, bad.
7: What's crazy is the full circle, you ended up coaching, coaching him, him. You know, at I'm the quarterback him. position after he'd already uh, kind like, of. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's made his name a little bit yeah, there one, of the one of the
6: best all times
7: now yes.
1: can you imagine Josh if you were coming out of high school today with NIL suddenly in play the kind of dollars
7: that would have been thrown at you I mean you oh, talked man. about
1: baseball but imagine now football You'd have it's, had more. it's crazy it's exactly crazy. right they, these,
7: these colleges and the big colleges especially you know are just offering unreal you know, deals to these kids, and I don't know if it's good or bad. If you're a player, it's good. You know, you get a chance to make some money and put some money in the bank and help your family. There's a lot of kids that before NIL you know couldn't even really go out to eat or mcdonald's hardly you know they were scraping by so there's there's a part of it you know that that i really like and then there's a part of it that i i don't like too because if they're they're creating a lot of maybe dissension in the locker room with some guys making hardly anything and then guys making millions and millions of dollars because it's sure. just not that it's not the same but in the minor leagues when you're 19 those that stuff's happening like crazy it's just become college football is like the minor leagues
6: don't they have to do something to control that though at some point some
7: point and you wonder
1: because yeah. right now it's like the wild west yes and it's crazy because colleges have been paying players under the table for years now it's legal now it's it's almost like athletes are wondering what are you going to give me how much are you going to pay me and that's that's not a violation anymore it's, yeah. it's
6: unbelievable yes. yeah that in the portal and social mm-hmm. media just all that noise for high school athletes right now is a yeah. lot
7: and now these conferences are coming together. We're about to see some unreal football with uh, A&M, I mean, with uh, Texas and Oklahoma and coming into the SEC to participate in that conference and USC and UCLA. And, you know, coach he coached at UCLA. But to see – This stuff start happening, man. This college game has changed. I know it.
1: Uh, We're here right now with Josh Booty, uh, Coach Mazzoni. Again, it's uh, Win the Weekend, the podcast that's up right now. And uh, we've talked about that a little bit. I know we were planning on having Vinny Pasquantino on the show here at the bottom of the hour. We'll probably have that in about 15 minutes. So we'll move that to 445. The great young first baseman for the Kansas City Royals, uh, Vinny Pasquantino, who is here at Radio Row, will uh, be with us in about 15 minutes. You guys still Now, Josh, you still follow baseball or football?
7: more of uh oh, you know your passion way more of my passion but I do I do follow it and um you know we do a lot together on the football side of thing we we coach the U.S. Army All-American game in Plano this year which was pretty awesome Frisco well yeah Plano Frisco it's sorry the, the star, yeah, the star. <laughs> okay. yeah I call them yeah, the same thing um but yeah so that's fun we're doing camps all around the really around the world we're going to Monterey Mexico this week to coach uh, a camp down there for for football but when baseball season starts, I get into baseball. Football, I love it year round. Talking about recruiting and talking about next year and all the you know, I follow it much closer. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And we have a game
1: coming up on Sunday. The reason we're all here can be a terrific football game. Uh, I mean, guys, uh, give me your
6: thoughts on uh, both the uh, Philadelphia and Kansas City. I think probably the two teams that should be in it, right? Uh, two head coaches that I love. You know, from the coaching side, as far as their uh, their offense and their just like outside the box thinking, and you know everything's up for grabs with both those guys. They're not they they don't play the conservative game, right? Um, and then you've got a couple good defenses. I really think the Phillies' uh, defensive front is going to be the difference in this game. Um, I think everything else is pretty pretty equal. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I got three good, really good friends that coach for the for the
7: Eagles, so I'm going Eagles. Thirty-one twenty-seven. Yeah, what about you? I'm, I'm the same. I, I like the Eagles in the ballgame. I think they're the strongest, po- the most powerful team. They, you know, the addition of, of Brown at receiver is huge for them. And Devontae Smith's come on. Jalen Hurts doesn't make mistakes. I think if they can control the, the, you know, the game like they have been and just, you know, move the chain move the chains, hammer them up front their offensive line's good too they talk about the defensive line that offensive line might be the best in football it's just as can mahomes make enough plays can kelsey make enough plays because those guys are going to have to play out of this world to beat philadelphia in my mind
1: at the same time they've been there before now that's the third time around first time for jalen hurts and i always wonder how much of that could play into it especially since as we've seen often sometimes Super Bowls start slow, and, and they have to pick up from there. So you wonder, uh, you know, will Philly be able to jump all over KC the way they did over teams like San Francisco and the Giants? you
6: yeah. think take Nick takes the ball if they win the coin toss? Philly takes the ball? If they that's win a it. great you know they they
2: I might they might lean on their pass rush they they might think hey let's get the defense out there and try to rattle mahomes early i don't know what do you all think you want to start fast if you're the eagles i would
7: think if i'm the eagles i would say listen they everybody thinks talks about the kansas city chiefs offense but they go hey we got an offense too let's go show them what's up yeah and, and they, you know it's almost they, like they a got pride. It's a pride and thing they got something. a high percentage
6: of first uh opening play uh drives drive, drive scoring scoring for, score, for yeah. scores yeah
7: that's interesting.
1: Um, uh, you're, you're a quarterback, former quarterback. You coach offense. You work with quarterbacks your whole career. Let's compare these two guys, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, two really of the best in the game. Mahomes, the number one. He's been the number one for a while, but Hurts has shown over a full season what he can do, and it's pretty special.
6: I mean, I, I think the first thing I think about about with quarterbacks, right, because there's all kinds of guys out there that can throw it, run, got strong arms, can do everything you want to do. They're working at 7-Eleven because they don't have the immeasurables, right? You, the measurables, the immeasurables are immeasurable. Yeah. And I think both these guys have that. Don't even talk about yeah, they're both great athletes. They both can create plays with their feet, they can create plays with their arms. Uh, they're smart, they get football, they're ultra competitive, but I think both th- they that both those teams really look at these guys as this is our guys.
7: Oh, these big are time. these are
6: our leaders, right? And uh, that's what I love about both these kids.
7: I think they're both fearless, first of all. I think their players trust, I mean, their coaches trust them, which is a big part of the game. I think they both can get the ball to where they want to get the ball, you know, and then they they both are elusive and can get out and make plays and and, and you know and, and of course Mahomes makes more down the field throw plays that are just incredible. He's like Houdini, and you know, and and then you see you know them score a lot of points. I mean, both teams are going to score points in this game. It might start slow, but I promise you it won't end slow. And uh, you got two prolific, uh, you know, really. Two of the best quarterbacks in the world, and Mahomes might be the best right now in the world going at it. It'll be fun.
2: When we're talking about uh, the transfer portal, how crazy college athletics is, it just makes me reflect on quarterback Jalen Hurts' story. I mean, he's somebody who was benched at halftime in the national championship with alabama against georgia Tua a comes in closes out the game and they win that one and jalen hurts after the game all he does is credit his team all he does is smiles and, and praises his
6: uh yep. his players yep. how cool is that to see I, I mean class act that's exactly why right selfless team you know player. team oriented uh work ethic you know all those all those things that you check the boxes of yep. any great one in any sport in any business, anything, right? Mostly, most guys will check those boxes. I mean, he che- he checked it. Checked it. It came in that way. I mean, I remember going to watching him and recruiting him out of high school, right? I would never offer that guy from watch, watching him throw it in the dirt and how you know, and how he was showing like as a quarterback. But you could tell he, he was like just a he's a special guy.
7: Yeah, he's a he is a special guy. I think leadership capabilities. The team just put he put he put the team on his back too, and it might not be. Throwing the ball all over the yard like Mahomes, but he does it in so many different ways, and he's just a—he's got a strong backbone, and it showed in that national championship game. And I—I I paid close attention uh, to that when that was happening because Saban was my college coach, and I was watching how he handled it, and he handled it so freaking well. I'm like, you know what? A lot of people when they get setbacks, they—they they, you know they they go they they kind of put their face in the dirt and then some guys just bow their neck and go you know what that made me a better player and i think that's what he did he's just like you know what this is going to make me stronger i'm gonna come out of this the other end this doesn't affect my long-term goals and he's a team guy he's just like i'm glad we won the darn game i'm happy yeah. for Tua he's he worked hard to get here too just like i did one one of these days it's going to come back and it, and it did it's come full circle for him and he's in the biggest game you know football game on on planet earth sunday
6: (laughs) all right all right so you're at the school all right you're sitting near the head coach they bring the portal transfer list in you're looking for a quarterback okay number one's name is patrick mahomes number two names is jalen hurts both guys want to transfer to your school who you taking man
1: uh we talking current skill sets right now
6: or you're the head coach. I'm, I'm the head coach. I'm, I'm, I'm going Mahomes. I'm so good Mahomes, Mahomes
1: does Mahomes. things that just it's nobody else does what he can do. I agree. Nobody else does it. I He's like
7: a a, I like the trigger man that, that too. You know he just can he just is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I will. He's a trigger man. He can get it to him any which way. Win the weekend podcast. How often does it drop? Uh, on Wednesday nights, nine Eastern, uh, once a week. So yeah, we're we're pumped about it, man. I appreciate you guys asking about it, but Wednesday nights nine o'clock, you can. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, and we're we're pumped about uh, what we got going. Fantastic! Excited. This is,
1: this is a video podcast we're talking about. Oh Very yeah, nice, we got to see
7: Noel's face. I mean, look at this oh, yeah. yeah. guy. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and do we have guests every week? Every week, yep, yep. It's Terrific. Guys. We'll be at a different place. I mean, every week, had, too. We, we do had, a lot of event stuff.
6: Yeah, and we've had different. Like we had Reed from LA Golf. Yeah, we so it's Lance not just from, it's not just football. Oh, okay. it's That's from, agreed. Yeah, yeah, but we had Lee uh, um, we had Lance Collins no. from uh Body, Body Armor. Armor Core oh, War. Nice. You yeah, know, because a- he gets this you know, he does some stuff. We got just different guys. All right. Yeah. Well
1: we'll look forward to it Wednesday nights. You said nine Eastern, which will be seven in El Paso. Yes. Win the weekend, drop it on YouTube. We'll look forward thank to you. it. Thank you. Appreciate guys. you guys being here. Thanks oh, for watching. Thank oh man,
7: thanks for having us. Thank you. Appreciate you.
1: You got it. Josh Booty along with uh, Coach Mazzoni here as we continue. Vinny Pasquantino with Join us next, Sports Talk Live, Radio Rose, 600 ESPN El Paso. back to sports talk as we continue uh, baseball right around the corner you know we're here at radio row and everything is about super bowl 57 but i know one person pretty excited about being here right now is Vinny pasquantino he is the first baseman for the kansas city royals one of the best young hitters to come along in a while and he's taking this whole thing in i saw you tweet out a little while ago you're here what's it been like for you having a chance to experience a little bit of what this radio row and super bowl is about
9: yeah it's been really cool it's uh (laughs) just seeing players walk around is really cool and it's kind of nice because I'm incognito here a little bit. Um, nobody knows who I am, which is awesome. Um, so I'm just kind of watching and seeing, and you know, doing stuff like this, and hanging out with, hanging out with people. Really, uh, just kind of taking it all in. I went to our facility this morning, our spring training spot, and surprise, and got my workouts in, and then came right over here. So this is really cool.
1: Now, are you a big football fan in general?
9: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. Uh, but I've adopted the Chiefs as my second team, uh, which is pretty easy to do when you play for the Royals. You share a parking lot with them. So, so yeah, this is really cool. It'll be exciting to see them play on Sunday.
1: So I'm a diehard Jets fan. The Jets booth is actually set up a little bit down there. They do. they got a booth with the team, and they're doing interviews. They need You need to go stop by and say hi and let them know you're a big fan of the team.
9: Yeah, I should. Where is that at? You'll have to show me after the interview where that is. You
1: got it. We'll do. Um, it's, it's just phenomenal. Now, you mentioned Kansas City because of the Royals and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes,
9: it's hard not to be a fan of the guy, isn't it? Yeah, he's just incredible. He's a great ambassador for the city, uh, just across kind of the leagues. He's just he's really he's really great for Kansas City and and everybody is super excited to have him. So, anytime he steps on the field, he's, you know, he's showtime, right? I mean, you, you stop what you're doing to watch him play quarterback and that's about as good as it gets so to have him in the city that city that I also play in is just really cool.
1: What's even more amazing is his dad pitched in the big leagues so he took him to a world series when he was a little kid and now all these years later he's going to visit him in the Super Bowl.
9: Yeah it's crazy uh, for him it's probably a whirlwind but they're getting used to being in Super Bowls in Kansas City right now so so for him this is just another week right and same thing for the Eagles they were just here a few years ago too so I'm, I'm really excited and looking forward to that game on Sunday.
1: Vinny as a Jets fan, how- frustrating has it been to live most of your adult life seeing a couple of championships with Mark Sanchez years ago but it's been uh, it's been tough
9: (laughs) yeah we're really we're looking for a quarterback that's that's what's going on you know there's rumors there's smoke everywhere about different quarterbacks so we'll see what happens and you know I just take it day by day with the Jets and I just you know I just get excited when they win and I try not to cry when they lose
1: if you had your choice of any quarterback right now on the market to try to be their starting number one next year, who are you take?
9: Well, I don't know if he counts because he's technically not on the market, but Aaron Rodgers would be great. He already looks good in green and, you know, just a different shade of green and he'll look great. But I, you know, between him, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you're looking at one of those three, hopefully being in New York this year.
1: I wonder if Joe Namath would unretire the number 12. He already 12. did.
9: Yeah, apparently he already did. So he said if Aaron Rodgers comes, he wants him to wear 12, which would be really special. I I think that's a really cool thing, uh, having a retired number like that and having the guy who wore the number kind of have a little bit of say there of being like hey you wear you wear twelve. uh that would be really cool
1: vandy pasquantino of the royals with us here on sports talk as far as the game goes on sunday two great teams evenly matched both number one seeds how do you see it going
9: I just think it's going to be a battle. Now, since uh, since I do have some allegiances with the Chiefs, I'm not going to make a pick for the game just because I have to pick the Chiefs if I were to pick. So I just, you know, we're just hoping for a really good game. That's it. Maybe for me, you know, as a casual football fan, let's see some points. That'd be fantastic. Let's have some points scored. There
1: you go. Yeah. No, do you have a ticket to the game in Phoenix?
9: No, I I actually live in right near the stadium, but uh, but no, I don't have a game. I'm going to watch it on TV. Sometimes I I like watching on TV more. You know what's going on a little bit more. So I'll be excited to watch.
1: Now, as far as your rookie season went, I would say some people think you exceeded expectations, but if people knew you coming up, they kind of figured this is exactly what they would get when you had a chance to uh, arrive in Kansas City.
9: Yeah, I don't really care about expectations or what kind of other people put on me. I just want to go have quality at bats, and that's just kind of how I was, how I've always lived and how it's going. I'm I'm going to continue to live that way and just see what happens.
1: Was it a matter of just getting a chance, and once you got that first shot, you knew make that impact and then keep yourself there and not have to go back down.
9: Yeah, I think that's what everybody asked for is just give me an opportunity, and and then you know it's sink or swim from there. And I was able to get that opportunity and was able to run with it, and hopefully I keep running with it. So hopefully that. Leads into a nice, nice good career. So we'll see. You know, we're here. We're, World Baseball Classic's coming up. I'm excited for that. I'm playing for Team Italy, and then I'm already here preparing for spring training, and then you know seasons within 50 days or so right now and it's it's a good spot to be in
1: world baseball classic's awesome isn't it because you get to play for a country that otherwise you probably would never have the opportunity for and for you italy did you get to train there a little bit before uh, before you started
9: yeah in the fall they sent us out to italy for a week and we were able to train for a few days out there which was really special i'd never been to italy before so being out there you know where my family's from was really special for me and my fiance was able to go and we just took it all in and we're really excited to represent represent italy and see what happens in Taiwan. That's where we're playing.
1: Give me a sneak preview of
9: what to expect from Italy
1: in terms of the players, the roster makeup, and who's going to be on the
9: team. Yes, yeah, so the rosters get announced tonight. So I don't want to spoil anything because they're making a big deal about it on MLB Network as they should. So I'm uh, looking forward to that tonight, and you'll have more information then.
1: As far as the Royals go this season, uh, expectations: win the division, get to the playoffs. Uh, tell me a little bit about the team in general, and what do you think we can expect?
9: expectations are you're going to see a a scrappy young group of players and I think that's the best way to describe it is it's a group that doesn't have much experience and we're going to get that that experience as we go and day in and day out we're just going to try to find a way to put a win on the scoreboard and fans are going to see that effort every single day.
1: Isn't it nice when you get a guy like Zach Ranky, who's been around forever, coming back and getting a chance to pitch for you again this year?
9: Yeah, having Zach back is going to be just super special. He's a special guy, and being able to watch him go to work is just unbelievable.
1: You're loaded with youngsters. MJ Melendez came up with you last year, had a great year. You've got Nick Prado. Um, I mean, there's just a ton of guys. It's a very good youth movement, and it seems
9: like the Royals are doing a great job to really develop that farm system. Yeah, they're giving us a chance, and like I said earlier, that's all you can ask for. So we've got a we've got a really exciting group that's won a lot in the minor leagues, and now we're trying to translate that translate that to the major leagues, and you know just go from there. If the Jets ever get to the Super Bowl, will you find a way to get there? Yeah, I'll be there. They make it, I'll be there.
1: Great to talk to you. Thanks so much.
9: Yeah, thank you for having me on,
1: Vinny Pasquatino folks. As we continue on Sports Talk, take a break. Come back from Radio Row with more in a moment. Six hundred ESPN, El Paso. Here on Sports Talk, coming your way live. From Radio Row, along with Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Here at the Rise Federal Credit Union Broadcast Center, where we're uh, now. It's funny how much this uh, has started to empty out a little bit, but nonetheless, Adrian, uh, just. Uh, A terrific start to the show, and it's going to keep moving starting uh, in a few minutes when Lee Sterling joins us.
2: That's right. We're going to talk some Super Bowl props, some Super Bowl bets to make for the big game. And uh, I want to just thank some of our great sponsors who joined us for uh, Super Bowl Radio Row here. El Paso, big uh, shout-out to Pelican Steak and Seafood. Uh, Also, huge shout-out to Expert HVAC and Refrigeration, Chick-fil-A Airway and Sierra Vista Mall, New Start Homes, Burger Bros, Papa Eric's Burgers, Synergy temperature control, uh, the Oscar at the agency, El Perro Grande Tequila, Foss likes that one, uh, <laughs> Mora Mia Barrio Kitchen and Drinks, and Border Pallets. Special thanks to all our great sponsors who joined us here for Super Bowl 57. They
1: have been the reason we're here. It's because of all of them, and I appreciate that. Not to mention uh, uh, Mike Rivera who's done a, such a great job with us the last couple of days. We've had a lot of great help on this show, haven't we? Yeah,
2: I mean, big shout-out to Mike Rivera, big shout-out to Daniel Pedrosa, big shout-out to Sal Montes, Angel Munoz, UTEP Zay. Uh, A by lot, the way, people are asking us, Steve, we got Radio Row going on tonight. We've got all the, the NFL honors uh, later tonight. We've got minor basketball later tonight. And minor do. talk presented by the Oscar at the agency with Sal Montes and UTEP Zay.
1: Oh, I love it. That's going to be coming up uh, following the broadcast. Love the fact that Sal and Zay are going to get a chance to do that, and that's uh, really what it's all about. So uh, we're winding things down in hour number one. Uh, The Foss and Chris from Laying Down the Law, they're going to join us about 25 minutes from now. Looking forward to having the two of them back with us here on the show. What a three-hour extravaganza that show was today. Hopefully, if you missed any of it, we've got you covered. We are going to make sure that everything uh, from these last couple of days will be put up on the podcast on demand wherever you listen to 600 ESPN El Paso. However, coming up next from Radio Row... Lee Sterling will join us. He has to offer up his prop bets. You don't want to miss it. Lee's annual Super Bowl picks and bets will be with us next here. Sports Talk Live, 600 ESPN El Paso.
0: Live from Radio Row, it's Sports Talk with Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Bradas. Sports Talk is getting you ready for the big game. Presented by RISE Federal Credit Union. Also, brought to you in part by Technomark El Paso, Expert HVAC and refrigeration, Pelican Steak and Seafood, Synergy Temperature Control, Burger Bros, Oscar Adi Agency, Moramia Barrio Kitchen and Drinks, Border Pallets. Chick-fil-A Airway and Cielo Vista, El Perro Grande Tequila, New Start Homes, and Papa Eric's Burgers. Now let's go live to Radio Row in Phoenix and join Steve Kablowitz and Adrian Bratas. All
1: right, thank you very much, Ray. And yep, we are back here at the Rise Federal Credit Union broadcast location. Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona, the Phoenix Convention Center, Super Bowl 57. Uh, man, oh, man, it has been a, a fun start to the show so far today. And in just a moment, uh, Lee Sterling's going to join us from ParamountSports.com to offer up uh, his Super Bowl uh, favorites as we get ready for the big one, Philadelphia and uh, Kansas City, happening on Sunday. You just heard all of our supporting sponsors. This has been a team effort. I think that's the most important thing. Funny enough, uh, we've got like uh, 11 supporting sponsors, the same that you would find on an offense or defensive uh, uh, field right now in football. It's 11 on 11. That's exactly what we're talking about.
2: Hey, and these, uh, you know what the, this 11 uh, group of sponsors reminds me of? They remind me of high-powered offense and scoring fast. They are winners. They, they score points with uh, all the people that they work with and uh, can't thank all the great people enough for joining us. I, I want to thank Mora Mia Barrio Kitchen and drinks, El Pedro Grande Tequila, of course, Pelican Steak and seafood Burger Bros, El Paso, along with Papa Eric's Burgers, Technomark El Paso, Expert HVAC and Refrigeration, Chick-fil-A Airway and Cielo Vista Mall, New Start Homes, both El Paso and Las Cruces locations, Border Pallets, the Oscar the Agency, Synergy Temperature Control, and uh, Moramia Barrio Kitchen and Drinks, Steve.
1: There you go. You got them all locked out. That is phenomenal. And, again, we talked about Rise Federal Credit Union. That is phenomenal. And you know who else is great? Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Lee joins us from Miami. I'm a little disappointed in Lee. I wanted him live at Radio Row with us so we could have been face-to-face for the first time. But, uh, uh, Lee, next year we're in Vegas. There is absolutely no excuse for you not to be in Vegas <laughs> considering uh, what you do and what they do for uh, Super Bowl 58.
10: I would say there's about a 95% chance I'll be there. Um uh... I've right, been the last couple, but uh, my, my brother's, uh, one of his sons, getting married this weekend, so oh. uh, that takes precedence.
1: Uh, when you show up to Vegas next year, make sure you bring one of those uh, pies of yours from the family. Okay. We, we have to uh, have a chance to uh, eat that on air with you while
10: we're doing the segment. Okay. Well, you got to come to Miami Thanksgiving one year. I mean, that's uh, true. That's true. It is. Uh, we, now, I had someone tur- turned out. I was walking down the block with the dog the other day. They're like, uh, "People invited to the pie eating contest." Um, I looked at him like, "Do I know you?" He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm one of your neighbors."
1: <laughs> that is that is great. Uh yeah. meanwhile, I I'm I'm, I'm yep. on paramountsports.com. I see uh you ready to go with your uh annual Super Bowl prognostication yep. and your favorites. Uh, this is a good this is a fun time of year and uh, for you I know you enjoy all the prop bets, don't you Lee?
10: Oh, I do. I mean, <laughs> we've won each of the last 5 years on the prop wagers. So uh, when you do that, it just adds a little more excitement and fun to the game. You know, it starts with the National Anthem. We're, we're going to give you my best play right off the bat. It's my daughter's hit eight straight. She's going for nine straight. And here's what she says on the game and the National Anthem. So she feels that Chris Stapleton is amazing, incredible voice. But – She said it started at a minute 59 and a half. It's now up to two minutes and six seconds. She says his phrasing has gotten shorter over the years. He holds notes a little longer, but the phrasing before he gets to the last note has gotten shorter. Never sang the national anthem at a sporting event that we could find. And if he did it, it probably would have been up there. She thinks he might actually be a little bit nervous. Uh, my daughter did not get nervous for anything before she sang the national anthem at the Orange. I mean, she sang heat national anthems when, when uh, LeBron and Wade were playing nothing. But she said he is on the big stage and just feels that he might go a little quicker than normal. That's uh, the tendency. She used to sing it like a minute 38 to a minute 40. She now sings it anywhere from a minute 55 to a minute 58 and uh said if that's not enough uh adina menzel which is outside of whitney Houston, the gold standard now of late uh she sang in two minutes and four seconds she said chris stapleton's going under two minutes and six seconds
1: all right that's good news and by the way it sounds like uh, you you your daughter is as reliable a prognosticator for the national anthem length as anybody you're going to find anywhere. She studies it like you study quarterbacks. Well,
10: she has a music background. She trains with someone in New York City, one of the uh, finest voice uh, coaches in in the country. So um, she had me even look at it. So they feel it's going under.
1: All right. What else?
10: What are some of your other favorite props uh, for this weekend, Lee? Okay. A couple more fun prop uh, wagers. Uh, you like uh, cross wagers between two different sports? Ever do those? Oh yeah, absolutely. all the time. Really, all the time. Okay, Tor- Toronto guard Fred VanVleet points and assists scored in the game on Sunday versus the number of points scored by the Kansas City Chiefs. Now VanVleet averages 19.7 points per game and six and a half assists. Adds up to about a little over 27. The number there. Here's the kicker playing at home against the Detroit Pistons. Oof. Detroit Pistons' defense is horrendous. In January, they gave up 120-plus points seven times, and since that time, 135 points three times, including one game where they gave up 150. We're going to go with Fred VanVleet here for the Toronto Raptors here. Points and assists more than Kansas City Chiefs' points scored in the game. Also, how about Gatorade? Do you drink Gatorade, guys?
1: Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like everybody drinks Gatorade these days. Okay. Lee. You what, know, we what, gotta replenish our flavor fluids. Flavor? Um. Okay. I have always been. Uh. I, I love orange. That's my favorite. But that new clear Gatorade. I dig <laughs> that. I dig the clear Gatorade. Brady you? Gatorade. Yeah. No. What, what about you, uh,
2: Lee, I, Lee? I'm gonna go with the red Gatorade. And, and not, I like where you're going with this. Red yeah. seems Chiefs, like a A lot
10: of people think the Chiefs and and red Gatorade. So. Here's here's what's going on with that. Now the last four years, three of the last four years, blue Gatorade has won, has been poured on the head coach after they won. Uh, the most popular flavor in the United States is cool blue. Believe it or not, now mm. fruit punch second, lemon line third, glacier freeze, which is also a blue color, four orange grape and then the that white one, the one you were talking about. I think it's cherry something. So with it being poured on the head coach who won the game three of the last four years, if the line was like minus one fifty, minus two hundred, I'd look at another color, especially with the Chief playing in it, maybe the red color, but it's still plus four hundred. I gotta think that one or both of the teams is going to have the blue favor flavor available. And the, these guys won't think about that. We'll go with well, blue plus four hundred.
1: <laughs> when they when they dumped the Gatorade on Andy Reid a few years ago, what color was it? I don't remember. But see, these are the kind of things we need. We need this. I know is, it's this three out of historical four. reference. It's been blue. Okay. So. All right. That's good. Um, I, I, these are fun. They really are because yeah. sometimes if you really want to get wild with prop ads, there's wild props everywhere, isn't
10: there? Oh, I mean, you can you can wager. Here, here's another. I haven't spotted any of these yet. But whenever they have, like, Will, used to be like, when Peyton Manning's is playing in the game, how many times will they show Eli Manning? They're going to have something up there about, you know, the two Kelsey brothers' mom. How many times will they show her? Even if it's one and a half, go under. They won't show up more than one time.
1: Really? Okay. Yep,
10: almost always comes in with the under.
1: That's good. That's that's good reference point, Adrian. Yeah.
2: Uh, Lee... What, Lee... There are a lot of people who solely bet football. The, fort- the fortunate part for them is there are two leagues that are coming back this spring, the XFL and the USFL. <laughs> well, we're talking we're talking the big game on Sunday, but you, you all have uh, have people ready at ParamountSports.com for XFL and USFL action as well.
10: Yes, yeah, so believe it or not, and there was even the AFL, which comes back next year. Next year there's going to be three leagues, way too many. I mean, the dilution... You're going to have some guys that literally step off you know, delivering beer on the beer truck that will be playing in these leagues. So I think it's too much. Two leagues is stretching it. But uh, two years, two leagues this year, yeah, we won each of the seasons. And two of them, they stopped right in the middle of the season. But uh, we won every year on it, so we're ready to go. It starts the week after the Super Bowl.
1: Okay. Uh, By the way, Lee, uh, tell me. More points after halftime or before halftime?
10: Four, I don't get you.
1: Will both teams score more after oh. the break or the first oh, half yeah. or second? Yeah, half? it's
10: usually usually picked up. There could be a feeling out process. I mean, we could see a three nothing, seven nothing first quarter, but here's what I like in the game. Let me give you a couple player props first. Kenneth Gainwell over nineteen and a half rushing yards. I project him at thirty-six to thirty-seven. Here's a guy they put in on third downs. And then we we'll leave him in for three or four more downs afterwards. So we're going to over 19 and a half rushing yards. Also like Juju Smith-Schuster, over 40 receiving yards. He got hurt early in the conference championship game, and uh, he uh, I think he's going to play a big part in this game. So we're going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster there uh, with him over 40 receiving yards. He needs someone else to compliment uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. And then I uh, also like Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown sometime during the game, minus 120. When you catch catch six, eight, ten balls a game, usually one is going to go in the end zone. And I also like Philly kicker, Jake Elliott, over seven and a half points.
1: Tell me what you have up at uh, ParamountSports.com right now, Lee.
10: Yep, they want to get involved. You can get my Super Bowl selection plus my top ten prop wagers. Uh, just $97. Last year it was $197. we have won three of the last four. Looking for a fourth winner in five years. We've also won each of the last five years. Uh, had a winning record on our uh, prop wagers. Top ten prop wagers had a winning record. So anyone wants to get involved, paramountsports.com. We also do UFC. There's UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night, and uh, feel real strongly we're going to have another winner there. Seven selections, uh, just forty-seven dollars there, and then also. Uh, basketball we won nine straight days there hockey 12 of the last 15 both those sports through the finals in mid-june just 397 dollars we are on a roll love to have you join us paramountsports.com
1: love it lee as always terrific stuff thanks so much for the time and can't wait till we get a chance to talk to you a little bit later in the year sounds good take care guys you too lee sterling paramountsports.com quarter past right now as we continue with more sports talk live from radio row when we come back the FOSS Chris Fernandez laying down the law six terrific hours of broadcast excellence what's coming up tomorrow we'll find out hopefully this time FOSS (laughs) answers the question as we continue let's go first to Charlie One who has this traffic update Welcome back, everybody. Sports Talk Live, Radio Row, the Rise Federal Credit Union broadcast location, along with Adrian Broadus. Not Brodus, Broadus. I'm Steve Kaplowitz.
2: People call me Brodus. I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Coworkers seem to call you Brodus more than anything else. I don't get that either. That's a a good one. Um, I am so happy to have the uh, two gentlemen next to us. First off, they've got dinner because... Chris looks excited. I mean, I haven't seen Chris.
2: There's like actual buffet out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That is good. I have
11: been looking for this all week long. Yes, we all have. And (laughs) then I find out minutes ago that it's sitting in the corner. Oh. Had no idea all week. Well, we better grab some before they're out later tonight.
1: Uh, uh, Chris and and the Foss with us from laying down the law, uh, which was uh, heard here. 12 to 3 today. Tomorrow as well concluding three great days of being on Radio Row. Gentlemen, welcome back. And uh, I'll, I'll ask you, I mean, you've done this now. Uh, Foss, you've almost had ten of these. This is your ninth. Chris, this is what, your third? Your Number second? Two. Number, Number two. Number two. Uh, what's it been like though, having the opportunity to, uh, to, to, to broadcast back home? I- I'm asking this question because, I know that I'll get this from Foss in some capacity so I'd rather just set him up for this answer than have him volunteer it uh, later well, and, you, and, and do something like that
11: Kathy, I'm going to go first because there's not enough time in the segment if we let if we let uh, Foss go first
1: that's a good point
11: so uh, I want to say that it's been it's been absolutely great I know mean, I'm getting feedback from family members and friends great that they're hearing us on on the air and, and, and it's just it's just great to be able to broadcast back in our hometown of El Paso. Um, and and just contributing to the show and contributing to the station. It's it's been a blast.
1: That is phenomenal. And by the way, the guests have been terrific. I'll tell you what, you know, A-list guests from start to finish, and it seems like um, you guys are really enjoying yourselves, having a chance to talk to um, different people. I mean, not just sports people. You had on a doctor. Yes. Who was a former college football player from a group in Texas. Dallas Carter. And he's now doing – sinus, headaches, um, and, and things related to the sinus. Sinus migraine. Migraines? Yes. And already had a call from somebody listening to that spot in El Paso with you guys earlier today, which I think is really, really cool, but you tell me, Foss, what's it been like for you this time around?
7: Well, it's
12: been real special because of you and Adrian, and um, to be able to be on 600 ESPN El Paso, you know, wherever I've been, Jersey at Princeton, you know, championship games with Nebraska, out in LA with Dean Kane and doing things like that. Superman on on the sets and different things like that. Um, everybody knows that Flex it's on them. Come the, on, the, the, it's, nine, it's nine. On it's not. It's nine one five, baby. It's it's El Paso, Texas. You know, and and I'm the person I am because of those 40, 50 square miles and growing of of our city and the impact it's had growing up on me in pre- preschool from the west side over at Castillo de Ninos is where I got to start. It's closed now to the peppermint stick on the east side and, and, and beyond. And so that's that's my home. Um, uh, it's my hometown, and, and that's, you know, if I can't do anything else, I can always go back there and eat Chico's tacos till there you, go. you know, they call me home and know that uh, life is good uh, wherever I've been. But it's it's best where uh, I I got to formulate uh, the perspectives and uh, fly. So to be able to come back and do that with y'all, it's um it's honor. It's it's more honor and uh, respect. And you know what? It can be crazy, and, and the listeners can go hog wild on some of the things I say. But well, the, the the big thing is I've got a 40 plus year friend who's a co-host now. I've got two outstanding peers and friends uh, from y'all, and we have been able to put our city on the map.
1: Exactly right. And everybody say the same thing, that uh, once you're here, you're here. That's the most important thing. So uh, I'm happy if Phoenix is, is the first time we get to go. It's, it's great. Don't especially. have to go
12: too, too far. We drove. We didn't even fly. We <laughs> I drove. I mean, Houston, Houston yeah. or Dallas, I guess would have been closer. No. But no. No. This is closer. This oh, is the for us. that's right. It's by far, this is by far the closest, closest
1: city for us. Not us. where I'm,
12: you're located, but where you're at. Wrong yeah, side yeah, of where Texas, my from, friend. where you're at. Okay, you're right.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, the closest, yeah. So, um, you guys tell me so far, um, is there been one standout that just uh, you know is is the top for you, or has it all been great as far as the shows, the the guests, and, and what you had the chance to do?
11: I'm going to tell you, for me, it's 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 all been great. The guests that we've had, the opportunity that we've had to speak to people, is, is, is all been really fun. But the one for me that stands out the most is is getting to talk to Lee Steinberg. Yeah, um, the man's brilliant. He's done so much for the for the for, for the sports world, and for different uh, players in, in different leagues. So, it was just a just a, a great opportunity to sit and, and pick his brain and 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 let him tell us his story, which a lot of people don't know. Right?
1: How about you, Foss?
2: Oh,
12: Sean Alexander was
2: awesome,
1: well, guys.
12: They, they take my, <laughs>
11: sorry. Takes my, yeah, that.
12: What I was going to say. Either one of those two. Was, no, but you know, I I I will say this. Um, if you talk about information from a guy I didn't know, um, was Jim Everett. Um, Really had – uh you know he's like he was real excited you know we had seen each other before now we had a chance to sit down and you know he was very candid and um yeah
1: and you brought up the uh, rome thing right out of the gate man you didn't even wait you didn't you didn't decide (laughs) to sugarcoat or anything you just
12: jumped right into it absolutely and and you know to tell him that uh, i couldn't wait to finally you know really talk to him about that it was a lot of fun that's awesome so you know um you know, just back and forth, and being able to do what we're doing has been a lot of fun.
1: Hey, they're testing the uh, college basketball horn behind us. Uh, now, we're actually um, you can what you hear, just yeah. in case you're wondering, is uh, UTEP. They're playing tonight, so the UTEP Miners are an hour away, and I think they're testing the uh, horns Very at nice. the Don Haskins Center right awesome. now. And and because we're on a split feed yeah. with John Teicher, who we'll be talking to in about 45 minutes. Cool. You're hearing some of the audio coming. From El Paso. So that's that's why you're getting oh, the, home the, away from home. the basketball buzzers coming your way right now. Like so it. there we go. Uh, Foss, preview tomorrow's laying down the law. What are we going to get from you
12: tomorrow? So very interestingly, you had asked about it. We are going to get the plant manager from the Wilson Football Factory.
1: Nice. Fantastic. Excellent. I love that. Yeah. Uh, that is
12: so cool. Yeah. We'll have uh, – a well-known coach and analyst in Rick Neuheisel. Oh, look at you guys. What a name. Fanta-
1: Fantastic.
12: And uh, maybe a couple other surprises as we as we move along that uh, we've caught up with that uh, may make some time for us on, on a football Friday.
1: Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. So Rick Neuheisel, the F- Wilson Football plant manager, that is so cool because they're here. They're at the. They're at the, uh, So get the this. Experience, what do right? you think
12: the NFL? Well, the Super Bowl ball
11: going for today? One hundred and a quarter more. Two hundred. Yep.
12: Two
1: hundred dollars. Well, you can. Actually, well, the I price think, of leather.
11: I think you're able to to get it for a hundred and fifty. And then you're able to take it to a second, a second. No, no,
12: no. The, not the 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 actual. Oh, the actual. actual ball. The the ball that they're selling, which is the game ball for the Super Bowl, without the team logo on it, is two bills. Yes, sir. Without the team logo. So if you if you see, it'll have a Eagles, and then one yep. will have a Chiefs. So they do a, a, up to that. That's two bills with the L V. Double I. But you can you buy a football with the Eagles or the Chiefs logo? You, can't. you
11: can. Oh, you can. You can. Well, no,
12: no, no. Not with the. No,
1: not the. So you uh, can't not, not get the, their no, game balls. No, so not the Duke. Not no. the Duke. You
11: can, but they have. This, um, you can
12: get the Duke with the LVII. There's right. no, no. There's no Eagle or, now, or Chiefs. Is no.
1: it, now is this the same two bills where you watch them make the ball and yes. then they give it to you so you see it from start
12: to finish and
11: hands? Well, they have. All yeah, that?
12: They, yes, but then they box them up. And yeah, 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 because they don't want to have people waiting there when it's, you know what I mean? You're yeah. also
11: able to take your ball to a separate counter and specialize it. You can you autograph can, it you yourself. Auto,
12: yeah, you can autograph it. You can have a your team
11: emblem put on it, That's and really they, cool. they laser edge it right there. Also, oh, they running. customize. Yes. They can
12: customize for Which
1: yourself. Which is
11: really neat to see.
1: Yeah, but you know what's not really neat to see at two bills? Man, oh, man, like everything else, the cost of leather has gone up during COVID.
11: But you only do it once, Chappie. That's
1: Cappy. true. That is you true. You only do it once, so why not know get what? it done? And, and nobody. Not only that, though. Somebody's going to say that if they can go and they can watch this football get made yep. and even customize it with yep. their signature right. yep. instead of um, instead one. of Goodell's. Hey, that would be no, really no, no, cool. No, way no, to do no, no,
12: it. no. It's in addition to. It's oh, in addition, so addition to. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, it's on the backside. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I was yeah.
1: hoping you could just uh, <laughs> you know, erase his you name and put yours in. So, Chappie, we want
12: the listeners to know too you asked us about our favorite thing one one of the favorite things we did is we have uh um bequeathed you with a full-size replica super bowl 57 helmet autographed by all the folks that we've had these first couple of days and can't uh, thank you enough for being who you are and we want you to know that the east side of town is showing mad love for game from the west side of the town.
1: Well, we appreciate that. That was a complete surprise. We had no idea that was happening. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. I'm excited. We're gonna, we'll are gonna add to it tomorrow. We'll Absolutely. do that. And, you, and you we got to make the, sure. Case,
12: and that's yours. Well, that we is also, Stevie Kaplowitz's. Because, listen, well. you have worked tirelessly, and now that you're here, I want you to have some. You know what? People were walking up going, man, that's cool. That's a cool helmet. Oh, wow. And you know what? The store only had what? The,
11: the only store had one. Wow, yep. and we got or, that's awesome. We, and, and now and it's, you have it. And now well, it's yours. that's amazing. And it, by it the way, the, it, it
12: will sit in El Paso, Texas.
1: Before baby. I take that home, we have to make sure we add the two of you to that helmet as well. So we'll have to have your signatures on that with everybody else. Are you sure? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's right. right, Adrian. I love that idea. Lay it on the They're right. the they're the two. They have to be All on right.
12: there. Absolutely. Fair we'll fair do enough. that. We'll do that as well. Well, man, I, I tell you, um, I've heard y'all and I've seen what y'all are doing, and. I love the legwork, the footwork that y'all put in, going Dang. over to the hotels and and, and catching folks one on one. That has to be I mean, Adrian, you know, I, I you light up when you talk you when you talk about that, you know, yeah. we sat down false, we sat down with these guys with these, and and you, you bring it and you have that study that goes along with it. You're not one of these random guys that says, oh, I know that that's a cool outside linebacker and just start talking. You 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 bring some background to it, and, and those uh, background – Tidbits really, really make the the interviews pop, man. I appreciate in my, it, man. In my thank, estimation.
2: You. thank you. man. It's been a lot of fun. This is an unbelievable experience. I can't say, can't say how excited I am to continue here.
1: Man, I am excited as well. Uh, Foss, terrific stuff. Oh, Foss has got he's got he's got stuff to do. All right, let's let Steve get busy. Chris, thank you as well. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you. You got it. All right, enjoy some dinner. We've got Sports Center, and then Hall of Famer Carl Eller joining us next as we continue. Welcome back to Sports Talk here at Radio Row of Super Bowl 57. Anybody who knows the game of football knows the name Carl Eller, one of the great defensive linemen in the history of the game, part of the Purple People Leaders with the Minnesota Vikings. And he's here with us on behalf of Southern Recipe Small Batch, And uh, it's great to have a Hall of Famer with us. How are you, Carl? I'm
13: doing great, great. It's great to be here, and thank you for having
1: me on. Hey, thanks for being a part of this. You're no uh, rookie when it comes to the Super Bowl. You played in four of them with the Vikings. What's it like to come back and see all of this hoopla as everybody's set up here at Radio Row?
13: Well, you know, it's like it's much more part of the game itself today. But we, as a player, you kind of don't want to get involved with it because it's uh it takes away from the game and certain coaches have different approaches to it but when i come back you, you it's a big game of the year you know you see that and you see how the game is changed you see how the this whole episode of radio and the you know, way they use technology today and how much is an important? It all makes it better for the fans. So this is a weekend. This is a whole event that people get ready for. I do myself. And it's a good thing for the players being here. It's just a chance to reconnect with other players as well and reminisce, really, because it's a great, 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 great event. and you know, fun to be here. So, um, and
1: it's a fraternity. There's no yeah, doubt about yeah, that. Right. And, and plus, this weekend, they're going to be announcing the new Hall of Fame class, which is also going to be a lot of fun.
13: Well, there will be, sure. And uh, the new Hall of Fame, you anticipate, you know, who's going to get in and who's not going to get in. And boy, it's a big, big thrill to know that you're in it. And of course, the big disappointment, you don't make it. But no, for the guys are here, they will get their answer, they knock on the door, whatever. And it's a big withdrawal. so it all goes together.
1: When you look back on your playing days, starting in the mid-60s and going all the way through the late 70s, you saw kind of the evolution of the game of football, especially with the merger of the AFL and the NFL and how the Super Bowl really was kind of in its infancy, especially early on in your career.
13: It was in Zinfancy. In fact, I played in four of the first 11, I think, uh, somewhere around there. So we were really part of the uh, evolving uh, of the uh, Super Bowl. And it, was, it wasn't it was as big a game because it was new then. and uh, But now it's a big, big, um, you know, game and everybody looks forward to it
1: you think we'll ever see another unit like the Purple People Eaters again when it comes to football and, and defensive lines like that?
13: It's hard to say, but the four of us were more than just four players. We were guys that hung out together. We were guys that really took care of each other, you know, sort of looked out for each other, and we're still friends. We we'll always will be friends. Um, I don't know, but that's kind of the nature of these defensive lines comes together tight and it just helps them play better i think
1: how much do you enjoy watching the game today considering it's evolved and changed so much over the last really you know from 20 30 40 years mm-hmm.
13: ago i enjoyed the game i enjoy the excitement of the game really you got to see the players you can see the dedication that they have and the amount of work they have ready to put into being the players you are today. It's still good. You have to prepare. The games are competitive. You know, teams are competitive. Uh, as a defense lineman, maybe the TV audience doesn't see this, but the defense lineman has to be aware of every little move, every little change, every time something different. Now, what the things I remember is they had the block back where the guy could be outside of you and come back and block you. That t- takes a lot off of the uh, defensive end, the uh, man of the end of the line. A big, big change, I think, is this helped this sport.
1: Hall of Famer Carl Eller with us here on behalf of uh, Southern Recipe's small batch, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. When you were given the call back in two thousand and four that you were in the Hall of Fame, going to Canton, wearing that jacket you have on today, what what did it mean for you?
13: You can't explain what it means. I've tried to think of that uh, uh, an answer for that question. I don't have a, a pet answer for it, but it means a lot. Just, you can't really explain what it is. Probably uh, for sure, the highest honor that I've ever received. Uh, but it's part of a fraternity you you meet other guys that you know what they've done to get there. It's not something that they give away. It's not a popularity contest. you have to earn it. And I feel really good about it that I'm one of those guys that was there.
1: This game on Sunday features two great defenses, uh, especially the Eagles' defense and what we've seen them do, although Kansas City's defense took care of Joe Burrow and the Bengals uh, just a few weeks ago. As somebody like yourself who did so much on the defensive line, probably can really appreciate these teams with those
13: defenses, right? I can appreciate the defenses. But I can also appreciate the challenges that each team will offensively present to the uh, other defense, and so to be successful, they're going to get uh, the best offenses there are. So there's really a real challenge for each team to and sure they got defenses, but they have to come up with that every week, and so um, it certainly has It's challenges. Um, you you got to appreciate that the defense adds a lot to the overall dimension of the game.
1: Who do you give the edge to, Carl?
13: I don't know. Really tough quarterbacks. We have not seen enough of the uh, Philadelphia team uh, quarterbacks yet. The much we've seen at my home. So I think watch out for him, we're going to look up for him. And don't forget, the Pork Rinds Appreciation Day is a big event. It's one of the 14th annual things, and you can get a big prize money for that. And also Pork Rinds, which is a big, big deal. So it's all uh, it's all a big, big deal. I see some of the whole thing that's going by now. I'm weaving at them. But it's a good feeling to be here. But don't forget the importance of the Pork Runs Appreciation Day, and you can find out more information at Day dot com.
1: Plus, Southern Recipe does a lot for players like yourself, right? The gridiron greats, the assistance fund, that's really what it's all about here with Southern Batch and uh, the, the small batch uh, Southern Recipe uh, pork rinds.
13: That's what it's all about. helps guys like me and many, many others. You get the medical, take care, but not a small things, so which are no small if you don't have the income, but getting to the clinics, getting their checkup getting perceptions, all that stuff. It's very important for each individual player.
1: Really appreciate the time, Carl. It was great to meet you and uh, thanks for stopping by and joining us on the show today.
13: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: That's Hall of Famer Carl Eller as we continue here on Sports Talk. Come back with more from Radio Row, 600 ESPN El Paso. 49 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. Still to come, Utah basketball John Tyshur will join us for our final countdown from the Haskins Center, where UTEP's getting ready for Charlotte tonight in about forty. Uh, no, the game kicks uh, tips off in an hour and ten minutes. Looking forward to that. Uh, Adam Tyshur is going to join us coming up at six. That's a conversation you definitely don't want to miss. Adam, uh, who uh, we've had on the show, Adrian, for I don't even know how many times over the years. First time we got to have a uh, face-to-face chat with him. Yeah,
2: this was so great to get a chance to catch up with Adam. He was so gracious with his time uh, after Chief's media availability, which was so cool because look, he's, he's working for ESPN.com. He's He has to file stories quickly after yes. these things happen. And he was nice enough to spend time with us uh, and and talk with us. So we're going from brother to brother, from Tysher to Teicher in our six o'clock hour.
1: I love that. The ultimate Tysher toss. And uh, that'll be happening again in just a few minutes from now. Want to thank all of our sponsors making this possible for us. Mona Mia, Barrio, Kitchen and Drinks, along with Border Pallets, El Perro Grande Tequila, uh, Burger Bros, New Start Homes, Pelicans, Steak and Seafood, Technomark El Paso, Chick-fil-A Airway and Cielo Vista Mall, along with Synergy Temperature Control. The Oscar Audietta Agency, we, we said them earlier, we'll see them again. Expert HVAC and refrigeration. And also Papa Eric's Burgers making it possible for us to be out here from our Rise Federal Credit Union broadcast location. You know, Adrian, I have probably had, I don't know, Eight to ten bottles of water since we've arrived in Phoenix. They, they've they got them. It's like the endless supply. And all I keep thinking about is clean water of El Paso. Hey, if we would have gotten that set up, we could have saved all these uh, bottles though over the last few days.
2: You know what? You're exactly right, Steve. I was a big water bottle guy myself. I was somebody who, uh, you know, kept cases of water bottles all the time in my house. But I wanted to go with someone different so I could avoid having to buy all the cases of water left and right. And when I got a chance to meet with John from Clean Water of El Paso, I was actually worried. I, I wanted to explore more of the treatment side of things. He talked about contaminants in our current water in El Paso like lead, chlorine... Iron, etc. And it's kind of scary when you think about all the things that go on in your water. Well, what Clean Water of El Paso does is they actually be, uh, treat your whole uh, water so that you actually reduce the carcinogens and uh, all the chemicals that improve uh, that actually can improve your daily life. That's why I chose Clean Water of El Paso, and you can too. You can take advantage of their free water analysis. Get a quote today. Go online, CleanWaterEl or give them a call. 915 that's nine one five eight five six zero zero five nine.
1: terrific stuff uh, texas and oklahoma finally get Man. their wish this they is crazy. Out.
2: This is so interesting, Steve. We just heard the breaking news right now from Chris Vanini of The Athletic. It is official. Texas, Oklahoma, they will be in the SEC in 2024, and both teams have to spend some money. A little exit fee going on right now Good. between this right here.
1: They can afford it. What's the exit fee? Do we know yet? Uh, the
2: exit fee, let me let me pull this up on my side. I had it ready to go, and then I, I flipped in and looked something else up. But it's crazy to think UCLA, USC going to the Big Ten in 2024 Texas Oklahoma going to the SEC 2024 and 2024 is the year where the college football playoff will expand to 12 teams.
1: Do we know for sure about USC and UCLA or is it a possibility they could stay in the Pac-12? That's done. Okay, that's a good answer.
2: Yeah, no, it's done right there. And and one of the things that I'm so curious as, we always like to talk expansion. We love to talk all this kind of stuff right here. And this one came from, oh, here it is, $100 million. How about that? $100 million, note together.
1: Oh, my God, that's <laughs> still ridiculous Oops, money. Who
2: spends more, Texas or OU?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's like Monopoly money for them. That's that's a lot of money to spend, $100 million to get out, huh? Well, you better want, want it out bad enough. If you do, I guess that's exactly how it's going to go. All right, when we come back. Hour three. We got 30 minutes to go. We'll lead it off with Adam Teicher, and then we'll go to John Teicher right after. Adrian in Sports Center here at the top of the hour, live from Radio Rose, Super Bowl 57, continuing the 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue here on Sports Talk. The uh, Chiefs and Eagles just days away from Super Bowl 57 as we continue our coverage. Uh, Adam Teicher joins us on Sports Talk quite often. We have him on the phone every year and during the season. We never get to go face-to-face until this time around. It's nice after all these years we finally get a chance to to meet
14: you and uh, spend a little time with you, Adam. And we had to come to Phoenix to get it done. We can't do it in El Paso or Kansas City or someplace like that. But, yeah, this is fun. I'm glad you guys uh, tracked me down here.
1: We're glad to be here. We talked to you at the beginning of the year and we asked you about the team. Hopes were high. We knew it would be one of the favorites, but, you know, this is now three and four years. I don't want to say that you know the Chiefs are getting spoiled, but it's it's pretty it's an amazing run that we've seen, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be ending anytime soon.
14: Yeah, no, it sure doesn't. And they, they've really retooled this whole thing. I mean, they the, the the Tyreek Hill trade has allowed them to do a lot of things. They have extra cap space they had to use, and and, and going forward, more uh, more importantly, they'll have some cap space because of that trade. Um, they they used the, the draft picks they got. For Tyreek Hill, very well last year. Had a great rookie class, even going deep into the two seventh rounders played big roles for the Chiefs this year so there's a lot of uh positives from that trade so they you have to tip your hat to the Chiefs I mean this is uh um really a nice job I I feel like this is the best job they've done given everything they got to deal with a big Pat Mahomes contract really for the first time ever you know there's there's a lot they were dealing with this year and to make it back to the Super Bowl this year was a big deal no doubt.
1: And, and how about guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, and, and what they've been a part of along with Sky Moore, almost like rebuilding that, that foundation and giving uh, Mahomes a lot of depth at the receiver spot.
14: Yeah, and you, you look at um, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling if you add up their numbers, they were almost identical to the numbers that Tyreek Hill posted for the Dolphins this year. Very similar. There was about three catches difference and a 50 yards difference, something like that. So the Chiefs were able to get the production from Tyreek Hill at a far less cost than what they would have had to pay Tyreek Hill. That's the key in the NFL now. You need to get you know, whatever, 80%, 90% of a replacement player for 20% of the cost. If you can do that enough times, you're going to be going to some Super Bowls, and that's what the Chiefs, in effect, did there.
1: It also seems like they don't need a workhorse running back. They just need somebody to complement Mahomes, and rookie Pacheco has been able to do that this year. And, and it's just, again, part of the strategy of how this team has been built.
14: Yeah, they and they haven't really had a back like him for a while now, it's um, um, uh, you know they, he he had uh, I think 830 yards rushing, which is more than any Chiefs back since Kareem Hunt was with the Chiefs and he led the league that year. So um, to, to get that from a seventh round pick who really wasn't playing much early in the season was a, was a real fine. And they they have another seventh round draft pick by the name of uh, uh, Jalen Watson who has had some big interceptions for them. Returned an uh, interception 99 yards in a regular season game against the Chargers to turn that. That game around, um, had an yeah. interception against Jacksonville, had an yeah. interception yeah. against uh, Cincinnati. So he's really played well. So they've done a really nice job of finding guys in the later rounds, not just to can fill in some holes, but have actually played and played well.
2: On the defensive side of things, we talk
14: a lot about
2: uh, in years past how that might be the weakness of Kansas City. But this year, I don't think you can make that assessment knowing what kind of pass rush they have, knowing that the secondary has really stepped up, especially with some of the younger guys. How has the defense kind of progressed as the season has moved along?
14: Well, you know, they, they play three, three of their top four corners are rookies. And they play a rookie safety a lot. He's their nickel safety. So they, uh, they, they have uh, uh, four young guys back there. And, and they've really struggled a little bit. I mean, it was a little up and down, like you'd expect from young guys early in the year. But as the season's gone on, and particularly during the playoffs, they played well. And uh, Chiefs have reason to feel pretty good about how they're going to play on Sunday in the Super Bowl. Um, So, yeah, you know, a little bit up and down, a little bit uneven with their performances um, on defense. But the one thing they've had is they can rush the passer and certainly the way they played against the Bengals on defense in the AFC championship game. They haven't played that way a lot this year with that kind of strong defensive performance. But if they can in the Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs have a great shot at winning the game. It's
2: interesting as far as we were talking about the philosophy of building this team. They didn't necessarily like choose Travis Kelsey, but in a way by paying him early and deciding to move on from Tyreek Hill and trading him like we talked earlier, they s- sided with one of the best tight ends, if not the best in the league. Do you like that decision ultimately? I think we're going to have to reflect on this probably two, three years down the line, but just uh, when we're talking about building this team.
14: Oh, yeah. I think when you look at the Tyreek Hill trade, the Chiefs, this is working out. I mean, it's still a little bit early to, right. to make a final decision, but this is working about out about as well as they could hope. I mean, they're they're in the Super Bowl the, the first year after they traded him. So you'd have to say they made the right choice there. You know, there really wasn't a direct Kelsey versus Hill question. Kelsey wasn't going anywhere. He's sort of the, the hub of everything they do as great as Tyreek Hill is, and he's a premier wide receiver, don't get me wrong, but the Chiefs can find players to do for them what reasonably find players who can be a close to what he gave them. But, um, Travis Kelsey, I'm not sure the Chiefs could reasonably find a player who could give them what he does. So um, there's really never a choice there. Um, hey, in a perfect will, I think the Chiefs would have kept Tyreek Hill, but the world's not perfect when you have a salary cap to deal with. And uh, they looked at their salary cap, not just this year, but going forward, if they had to sign Tyreek Hill to an extension, and they said, we, we can't make this work. We're going to have to cut players. We're not going to have any depth. We need to make this move.
1: Adam Teicher covers the Chiefs for ESPN.com, and he joins us here as we continue from Super Bowl 57. We talked about the Bengals a moment ago, and you mentioned uh, defensively how Kansas City was able to to contain uh, Joe Burrow and company. When you look at this Philadelphia team, uh, especially on the offensive side, what is going to be, in your opinion, the biggest challenge for that KC defense?
14: Everything. You know, the, first of all, the running game. I mean, you know, the Eagles will run the ball all day on the Chiefs if they don't stop them. Uh, you know, unlike the Chiefs, who, if they're running the ball well, Andy Reid's still a, as long as he's calling the plays, he's a pass first guy. And they'll, they'll mix some runs in there, but they'll, they'll never run the ball on a, or very rarely run the ball on an opponent. Um, uh, until the opponent makes them stop. But the Eagles are different. The Eagles will run the ball all day. They'll run it every play until the Chiefs make them stop. So that's job one. They have to stop that read option. They have to uh, um, have a plan for Jalen Hurts and and the running backs. And if they can do that, then uh, there's another set of worries there with uh, A.J. Brown and and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. But I feel like their chance to win is probably going to be to make Hurts a pocket passer. And, you know, he's, he's dealing with an injury issue you just like uh, Mahomes is so uh, how effective can he be if the Chiefs uh, are able to get that done take away the running game and then make the Eagles beat you with the passing game.
1: Meanwhile everybody's talking about Mahomes and his health Uh, you know we're hoping for Mahomes sticking around and, and playing this entire game but if it gets to Chad Henney what's the biggest difference you'll see with the offense around Henney versus what we're used to with Mahomes?
14: Yeah they'll go to a shorter passing game I mean that's what they did when he missed that that series uh, against Jacksonville they took over on the the two-yard line and went on this 98-yard touchdown drive that was uh, really a nice piece of work but it was all short passes um, you know they mixed in the running game as well that's one time that Andy Reid might expand the running game a little bit that's when he might uh, go because they, they did use the running game quite a bit on that drive so uh, that's what I expect shorter passes more more of Isaiah Pacheco
2: when it comes to this team, we always look for wrinkles the week of the Super Bowl. We heard the, this week the news of Michael Hardman going on IR, uh, them activating Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Do you think uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could see any action in this game and it could be impactful in this one?
14: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he'll play much if he plays at all. I mean, they don't have to activate him. He could be one of their game day and active players. So um, I can't... Ex- I can't see much of a role for him. I mean, this is Pacheco's team in the running game now. It's Jarek McKinnon's team when the Chiefs throw the ball. So they've got a nice one-two thing going there at running back. I can't see a guy who hasn't played now in – I think he got hurt against the Chargers in the middle of November, so we're talking two and a half months now. I I can't imagine that he would have a big role unless there's some injuries. And, again, I'm not even sure they'll activate him on Sunday and maybe Ronald Jones is that third back again.
1: You've done this now numerous times over the years, working a Super Bowl, covering it, and three of the last four years for the Chiefs. What's the, the toughest part for you getting your job done with ESPN.com over these two weeks versus the regular season?
14: Oh, there, <laughs> there's just a lot here. There's a lot of people here. It's tough to get your work done. And, uh, you know, for instance, today at Andy Reid's press conference, he was asked about uh, what's his favorite Mexican food, what he likes on his cheeseburgers what uh who's his favorite rappers are and what he takes in his coffee so you know we don't get those things when we're covering the chiefs in in uh, in, back in kansas city so uh it's harder to get information here than it is at home it just is there's more people here it's uh it's more of a media circus as you guys uh, are experiencing here so uh it's um uh it's harder to do my job that's that's the biggest thing that's that makes it the most difficult
1: Especially when you got to sit down with two guys from El Paso and knock out a a 10-minute interview.
14: This is the highlight of my day, believe it or not. So uh, thank you for uh, having me do this, believe it or not. It's the
1: final countdown. Final countdown here on Sports Talk as we get ready for UTEP basketball. You know, with all the fun we've been doing out here from the uh, RISE Federal Credit Union uh, broadcast location and all of our other sponsors making this possible for us, so many of them, Technomark El Paso, Burger Bros, Expert HVAC and Refrigeration, Oscar Arieta Agency, Synergy Temperature Control, and there's a lot more, Adrian. That's right.
2: You're talking about Chick-fil-A, Airway, and Sierra Vista Mall. Special thanks to El Pedro Grande Tequila. Also, special thanks to Moramia Barrio Kitchen and Drinks, Border Pallets, Pelican Steak and Seafood, and New Start Homes, El Paso and Las Cruces.
1: Along with Papa Eric's Burgers, all making this show possible for us. Tons of sponsors, and uh, really, that's been a lot of fun. But, hey... With everything we've done out here at Radio Row, we've got a basketball game that's going to be starting in 45 minutes. Yeah,
2: a very important one, Steve. Uh, we're talking about a UTEP basketball team that's coming into this one, having lost four in a row. they got to get right tonight, and it, they have a great opportunity to do it against a Charlotte team right now, in which they beat earlier into the season. Uh, this Charlotte team is 13-10, and 10, and they've lost three in a, in a row as well.
1: Let's say hello to John Teicher, voice of the Miners, along with Steve Yellen. They're courtside. Don Haskins Center getting ready for UTEP and Charlotte. Gentlemen, uh, welcome back. And, John, how nice is it to finally be uh, ready to go for a home game? You've been dealing with so many road games and so much travel, you finally get one back at home.
8: Yeah, it's been 19 days, Steve, between uh, home games, and now we'll have three in the next uh, nine days. So that's the way that season goes uh, sometimes that's my uh, volume control this is yours I should know by now uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't trained yelling after all these years but 20
9: years I should know sorry
8: anyhow uh, guys it seems as though if you didn't have responsibilities back here you might not want to come back because uh, it's very evident uh, the two of you are, are enjoying yourselves out in the desert
1: yeah, we're having a good time, that's for sure. Although, I'll be honest with you, if we had you and Yellen with us, uh, uh, you, your your eyes would, uh, would would pop out of the back of your head when you start to see all the things coming around here. It's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, as you would expect, the NFL, they do it the right way. But uh, more than anything, it's also uh, nice to just sit back and, and, and broadcast the show Uh when you're dealing with, uh, you know, 100-plus other uh, broadcasters around uh, around the country.
8: Well, I must tell you, I've enjoyed everything you've put out uh, in the last uh, couple of days and uh, excited for what's uh, coming up tomorrow, and uh, uh, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed your, your time out there.
1: Well, I'll tell you what we're going to enjoy. We're going to enjoy getting a chance to listen to you and yells in a little bit because we need a little downtime out here in Phoenix, and we're hoping the Miners will bounce back and uh, get themselves back to 500 on the season, guys.
8: Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, You know, Joe Golding, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit coming up on the uh, pregame show, has told his kids that uh, their effort remains strong, but there's more to it than that, and he'll expound a little bit more uh, when we get into the uh, the pregame show so we'll see what happens tonight again uh, a week uh, where they're playing two opponents with UTSA coming up Saturday in San Antonio that they've already defeated uh, this year so we'll see the Miners came from 13 down in Charlotte about three and a half weeks ago to score a nice uh, road victory there and of
7: course- I mean, he, he, he does have a few wide receivers but he still has his safety blanket
8: Well, they've got all week to get ready for UTEP. Uh, They're not playing tonight, so uh, probably a dangerous UTSA team the Miners will see on Saturday. Absolutely. You know, it benefit John, it benefits the
2: miners that right now the 49ers are eighth in the conference in points per game. Uh, and you look at what they do inside the paint. That's probably one of the strong points it, what Charlotte brings to the table. How do the miners look to defend this Charlotte team in this contest? Well,
8: I, I think you've got to be somewhat patient because they, they're very deliberate. They run the Princeton half-court offense. They like to cut you back door, which means, Steve, that you've got to be deliberate. And yet, they're one of the better three-point shooting teams around as well. and They've got multiple guys that are proficient in shooting the three as well. So you've got to you want to stay aggressive as uh, as yep. Joe Golding will tell you but uh, you, you've got to be disciplined as well and make sure that you've got that back door, that Princeton back door cut Steve Yellen covered. Well, a couple of things you guys. Joe, great coaches steal from other coaches as Joe Golding did
5: at Charlotte. A game they won of course a couple weeks ago or not not even a couple weeks ago but um, he will use that Charlotte play tonight. It's that back cut from the corner and we saw it all week in practice. Another thing that I've noticed after a four game losing streak, the good coaches want to mix it up a little bit, change some things and Golding has done that in practice all week. New drills, new offensive sets, new offensive drills which I was very impressed with. He spent more time on offense this week, Tice, than I've ever seen him, actually, which I, which I think is good, right? This team struggles to score, and uh, they have a, a play I'll look for tonight called uh, Boykins, and you, you know the genesis of that, obviously. Our great assistant coach, Earl, played in the NBA for, what, 14 years, and it's coming off of a made free throw, a fast break. Why not? Try to get a couple of quick buckets, Teich. Well, one, easily, one, of the, right? one, of the,
8: one of the things the Miners would like to do, particularly against an opponent like this, is play with a little more pace and Ooh. hope that they could speed up the game a little bit because of the fact that the 49ers want to play so deliberately. Oh, amen. You know, Valvano used to say,
5: regarding pace, I heard Golding say this, guys, think about this, inside, outside, left side, right side, but if you want to quick quicken the pace... Lavanna would say, "Inside, outside, left side, right side. Get that in your mind. Have that cadence." In that. Gotta speech. ask you guys. It's been there all yep. week, so it's very impressive what the miners have done. I think.
1: Gotta ask you guys about the memorial service for Ken Lockhart a couple of nights ago. There was some terrific, uh, terrific speeches and videos that were played. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that you know a lot of El Pasoans had a chance to see it. If not, uh, John, Steve, uh, how would you sum it up?
8: Well, it certainly moved me, and Steve, I I thought Tim Floyd gave one of the better eulogies that I've ever seen, and I'll let Steve talk about that more in just a moment. Dave Feidel was terrific as well, and of course, Mm -hmm. uh, Cheese and and Lockhart, uh, Steve, as you well know, were virtually inseparable during their time here, and it's... uh, you know, it's been a tough couple of weeks since uh, Kent's passing. Again, as I've talked about, uh, Kent was a freshman on the first UTEP team that I ever called here at UTEP, and that was just a very, very special group that went on and had so much success in a, in a much different time, Steve, that saw this building uh, filled to capacity uh, far more often than not. Yeah, uh, Steve, when I was a senior,
5: Tim Floyd asked me to take Dave Feidel and Kent, out on a recruiting weekend, they were there, you know, together. They were here together on that weekend, and so I took them to one of your—oh, it's probably one of those Coronado High uh, desert parties with UTEP students <laughs> and Coronado High students out there <laughs> in the desert. And in the day, they had a great time. So I take full credit for recruiting both those guys. But That's we've been, good. We've been best buddies ever since. Yes, I, you know, I, I took Kent home that night to his grandfather's house. He lived right, right, right up, uh, not far from UTEP, I recall. And and uh, yeah, no, we were we were we were close friends ever since. I love those two guys. Uh, Kent was a special dude. Now, to your point, John. Yes, Floyd's eulogy is one of the best I've ever heard. I texted him that night uh, a couple of nights ago and asked him, would he give mine. You know, I thought he was so good. No, don't mean to joke in a serious situation like this, but it was that good. It was really touching. And he, he gave it right off the cuff, Steve, you know, no notes or anything. He just was speaking, you know, on the camera, right off the cuff. It was beautiful. So, um, yeah, you realize how much Kent Lockhart meant to this program and this, this city.
1: God, I would love to know how, uh, how, how Floyd would eulogize
5: you, yells. That would yeah, be uh, it, That would be phenomenal. It really would. He, <laughs> we won't, he, he texted me back saying, "Steve, listen, man. My uncle, fifty-seven years old. My dad, fifty-nine. Don't worry, you'll be given my eulogy at my funeral." He said. So, <laughs> all joking aside, though, we love Tim Floyd. And, uh, we love Kent Lockhart. And we miss those guys. I try to tell the players a little bit about you know minor history, you know, and what's and what's uh, what the roots are here. They're all coming by right now, giving us high fists. So, good luck, guys. Love Terrific, this team, Steve. They're going to come back. Well, see a and that's the win thing. streak this weekend, you know, they're only two games back of fifth place. That's a big deal. All right, Rice is in fifth. One weekend shows you the parity Tyson, in this league. One weekend, if they win these two games very doable and Rice goes o for Florida, which many many have done, then they've they've caught Rice in one weekend, you know, fifth place Rice. So, a lot can happen, a lot can change. You want fifth place because that's, you know, that's where you get the buy.
1: Gentlemen, all I can tell you is we're going to be listening. We're excited. We can't wait. We hope El Paso comes out, gets this team uh, rocking tonight with a nice little crowd, and uh, we'll chat with you here at the bottom of the hour. Thanks, as always, for the time, and uh, look forward to seeing you both again real soon. All right, fellas. Enjoy the rest of your stay. We will for sure. Thank you, guys. John, T- yeah, uh, sure. I mean, i have got, got nothing to do tonight yelling, and uh, we'll make sure we we'll go walk into Marley's or wherever he is, and, yeah, we'll introduce ourselves. I mean, I, we know, we know. <laughs> we, know. We, we get love it. it. We love it. So, Okay, guys. All hey. right. Laying down the law tomorrow at noon, Steve. It is. It's going to be noon to 3 tomorrow, and uh, we'll follow up at 4 o'clock. All right. For Chris Fernandez, for Steve Foster, for Adrian Broaddus. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. UTEP Basketball coming up next right here, 600 ESPN El Paso.